Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh, yeah. We are live from the Octune Community Studios, hour number three of the show, just looking through some of the ridiculousness of Tom Brady's career stats, how it compares to everybody else. Oh, this is the Travis Kelsey song now. Um, This is actually Jay Feely's walk-off right here, of course. Kick it! Jay Feely is joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Jay, how's it going? Kelsey can't steal my song. We had it first, Wolf. (laughs) That's right, you did, Jay. How you doing, my brother? I am doing excellent. The uh, football season for me is over, and I am happy. (laughs) (laughs) It is a grind. Uh, Jay, all right, you uh, you obviously have known Tom Brady for a while. You have seen his career firsthand. Um, I don't even know where to start with, with everything the guy accomplished, but when you look at the, the 23 years as a pro, not to mention his time at Michigan, what's the first thing that pops out to you? Humility. Uh, Wolf, I think you'll like this story, but what I think made Tom Brady great uh, and the greatest of all time Obviously, he had skill. He had work, work ethic and desire. He kept a chip on his shoulder, you know, continued to study and make himself better. But the humility he had to allow Bill Belichick to be very critical of him in team meetings, to allow him to go after Tom and hold him accountable. When you get in a lot of locker rooms, most head coaches kind of coddle the quarterbacks and they're careful with what they say and how they criticize them because they know that their success depends on that guy being his best. And so they want to be positive with him. They want to reinforce him. They want to build him up in front of the team. Bill Belichick was the opposite with Tom Brady. And I think he knew Tom could take it, and Tom did take it. And he allowed him to be hypercritical of him in team meetings. And then the impact that had on the rest of the team was to create a standard that everyone else knew they had to live up to. Because if Bill Belichick is going to talk to Tom Brady like that, and every new guy who came in was shocked. That was the first thing that you would hear them talk about, how shocked they were with how Bill Belichick talked to Tom Brady in team meetings. And I think that humility to allow your head coach to do that despite you know, multiple Super Bowls early in your career, three of your first four years starting, and you know who he could be and the diva he could have been, I think that set the standard for that franchise to be the, the dynamic and dominating franchise that they were. Jay, I, I have never heard anybody put it like that. Seriously, have not. Because it brings back so many memories. He was trying to do the same thing to Bernie Kosar when sure. I was there in Cleveland. Bill was trying to do the same thing, and Bernie Bernie couldn't handle that. He bristled. He bristled, and that yeah. is amazing. Oh, man, that makes everything. That just makes so much sense that Tom Brady had not only the humility, but the strength to endure that, mm-hmm. the toughness to endure that and, and absorb that kind of uh, criticism. And guess what? For that 20 was, years. For 20 years. <laughs> and guess what, Jay? That was the Belichick yes. army, wasn't it? That It, it yes. started with Tom Brady, and then they, they just knew, if Tom Brady can do it, I can do it too. That's right. That's wow. right. And That's I think amazing. it just set the standard for success there. That's huge. Uh, talking to Jay Feely, Jay, as far as Brady um, retiring now, 
you know, he wasn't bad last year. He wasn't Tom Brady. Nobody really is. He wasn't he wasn't Tom Brady. But I mean, do you think it was just a matter of, okay, he came back, he did the one more year, the team was okay, they weren't amazing, and that's just not his standard, and he he saw a chance to maybe not leave on top, but certainly not in a way where he was like going out on the bottom either. He told me personally one time, late in his career, we were talking about retirement, and he said, I still love the game. As long as my body allows me to continue to play and love the game, it's easy for me now because I know what all the defensive coordinators are going to do. I've seen everything, and so it makes it so much easier. So mentally, I know what to do. And as long as my body allows me to keep playing the game and loving the game, I want to keep playing. When I watched him play this year, I didn't see a guy who was loving the game. You know, I I think everything that happened this year with his family and the toughness with that season with the team, he lost 15 pounds. It it just looked like a guy who was miserable out there, who was not happy. And I think in the end, that's probably why he made that decision. Like, I don't love it anymore. I've accomplished everything I could ever have dreamed and probably way more so. So why continue to do it now? And it's time to walk away. So, Jay, you think he's done? You, you, there's, there's no. Yeah, you I'm not doing I'm these interviews again, bro. That's it. Like, if he comes back a third time, we're done doing these interviews. But it is. It's, it's right down to the same day, and I know you know that, Jay. You know. I mean, I know. So he should have done it tomorrow on Groundhog Day. I I know. Um, so you, but Jay, you do. You 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 know. I'm gonna. You think he's done, Jay? <laughs> I think so. I, I don't yeah. I don't think you know, I mean I, I think he's a guy that, you know, I, I don't want to ruin my legacy by coming back again. You know, and you kinda of think of, you know, Brett Favre towards the end, they're not in the same category, but Brett kinda of did that, you know, multiple times. You're just like, Come on, like and I, and I just think that this this is the time for him. And and you look at his age and you know that the work ethic that it takes to not only get ready to play a football season, but to prepare his body, to maintain his body throughout the year, hours and hours a day with his trainer, that's a grueling grind in and of itself. And then add the grind that, that football is, the physical toll that that takes on your body. I mean, I heard guys talking about it yesterday, guys that are you know, 15 years younger than Tom Brady talking about the physical grind that the season took on their body. Trent Williams with the 49ers, you know, and, and here's a guy who's in his mid-40s, like, well, I know how hard it is to get up every morning myself and, yeah. and how much my, my body aches. I yes. can't imagine you know, how he feels in the morning getting up. Yeah, that's because he used to kick the ball off and then go cover the kick and run down the field and try to make a tackle, <laughs> Jay. Uh, I certainly never got hit by those defensive ends over and over and over again, though. <laughs> Talking to Jay Feely, Jay, obviously nobody's going to be able to match Tom Brady's accomplishments, but when you look around the league now, do you see any quarterbacks who approach the game the same way he did? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You know, and a guy who's been to five AFC championships, who's at his third Super Bowl, and, you know, barely in his mid 20s. You know, I mean, it's just amazing what he's accomplished already. And when you, I go back to my first game, I did Patrick Mahomes' first start when he started the last game of the season against the Broncos, when Alex Smith was the starting quarterback. And in that production meeting, Andy Reid told me that Patrick Mahomes had a photographic memory and he could not believe how much he could retain. And you could call a play and three months later, he'd remember that play and remember exactly what everyone was doing. And when you couple that with the physical gifts that he has, because I don't know if anybody has ever had the physical gifts 
that Patrick Mahomes has when you talk about throwing the ball off schedule, the ability to run, make plays, the creativity, the joy he plays with. Um, when I look at Patrick Mahomes, I mean, even this weekend during the game, I was blown away at three or four of the throws that he made because I knew what his ankle, what he was going through with his ankle. And that desire to fight through pain, to play, that, that's Brady-esque. And, and he's the guy that I look at to be the next one. Plus, he's accomplished so much already at a young age like Tom did. You're really unfair right here. Don't have a ton of time, but I have to ask you, uh, Sean Payton going to be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos in the Cardinals' search. Any thoughts on this? Well, I was hoping he'd be the Cardinals head coach. I'll, I'll be real yeah. honest with you. I thought he was the perfect fit for Kyler Murray and this offense and this team and, and the kind of personality they needed. They, they gave up a lot to give him, and that's probably to get him. And that's probably, you know, the the one thing that you don't like giving up all those picks. Um, you know, but there's there's some guys. You know, they got Lou Anaruma coming in. I think the world of Lou. I think he could be an excellent head coach. He's he's as good as it gets when it comes to defensive coaches in the NFL right now and scheme and shutting down the best quarterback. So there's certainly some guys out there that, that are very good, that they can still go get a, a great uh, head coach. Jay Feely, thanks so much for the time, man. Enjoy, you, enjoy your season being over. I will, guys. I'll see you on the golf course. Thank All you, right. brother. That's good. That's uh, Jay Feely joining us right there.